0: Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. My first message was called Encounter Peace, because we need to understand that God's presence brings shalom, irene. Peace. All right, those are the the Greek and the Hebrew word for peace. But he packs a lot of his kingdom, is all of his kingdom, into the manifestation of his peace that he brings to our lives. So, if you didn't listen to it, you ought to go back and listen to the podcast and receive. All right. Um, And if you did listen to it, but you need some more of it, you still can go back and listen to it and just draw from it. All right. Uh, The next message I gave was encounter the Father. How many of you guys know that the father is a good God and he's a good dad, amen? And really like to understand his love for you and his desire for you is real, it's real crucial and key to knowing that we have access to his presence, all right? Last week, Lisa did an amazing message and, and it was called Intimacy with God. How many of you guys heard that? Wasn't that a good message? Did you guys receive anything from it amen amen well i i did too and i i actually there are some key things she said that i'm going to be unpacking even over the next months probably on how we're going to be building some things in here so i'm excited about that um today i'm going to go into some things and i I really before i even get into anything i want to spend a little time shifting some atmosphere because i feel like I just feel like God wants to shift some things in the atmosphere. Um, I don't know about any of you, but I, I, I just feel like there's, there's stuff going on in the atmosphere that comes from the second heaven realm that really tries to distract our attention to the kingdom of God being manifested in our midst. And I'm not cool with that. <laughs> I'm not cool with that. Cause it's a, it's a big fat lie, okay? It's a lie from the enemy that tries to hound us with things that that either puts shame on us or puts anger or offense in our hearts or just distractions. And we miss that Jesus is actually standing before us, staring us in the face. When we're so busy doing things or we're occupied in our minds and our emotions with everything else, we can miss the fact that God is actually trying to give us a face-to-face encounter with him at any given time. Amen. Is anybody hungry and thirsty for that? Come on. we got to cut through the stuff that distracts us, all right? And I want to take a moment right now and cut through. I want you guys actually, if you're hungry for his presence, why don't you stand with me for a moment? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, why, why don't you guys just repeat this after me? God, you're here. You're here more than I know, but I want to know more. I want to experience you more. I want to enter into your encounter today in this moment. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I ask you to flow right now and just touch every person in here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Flow in this place. Touch every heart. Touch every soul. I ask you to release every mind from distraction and from lies in the name of Jesus. And I declare over every person in here that if you are born again of the Spirit in Jesus Christ, that you have God living inside of you. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. And I, I just declare in the name of Jesus a breakthrough of anything that inhibits you from entering into the entirety of the flow of the Spirit of God in Jesus' name. And I break off fear, intimidation, um, self-limitation in Jesus' name. I break off every lie that the devil's tried to sow into you to try to make you feel less than or every lie that anybody else that you felt from them that tried to make you feel like you're not worthy to walk in the fullness of God, I break it now in the name of Jesus. Why don't you just invite the Holy Spirit to just sweep through this place. Just invite him right now to flow. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanna ask you guys, as I'm sharing today, you can be seated, um, unless you're just really encountering him upright, that's totally cool. (laughs) However you encounter him the best, please do that. I wanna invite you today, and not just invite, I wanna ask you, I I wanna lure you into encountering him even while I'm speaking this morning. I I wanna invite you, and not just for today, but just kind of generally, when we're sharing truths of the kingdom, I wanna invite you to position your heart in faith that there's something in that I need and I'm gonna draw it, I'm gonna gonna enter into that thing and shift and let it grow me, let it bring me closer to God, okay? Because I'm gonna share some stuff this morning that I feel is important but the Holy Spirit has total permission to hijack me and do whatever he wants. Okay, here we go. What do you get when you, when you gather 3,000 Pakistanis who wanna see Jesus? You get Jesus, all right? You get Jesus. Uh, and I want to tell you guys something. I have a friend, a couple of friends, actually three friends that are together right now in Pakistan to bring the kingdom. And, and my friend, you, some of you guys may know Tony Costa. He's the pastor of Revive the World down in Greenwood. He's in, he's in Pakistan right now. And, and Matt General is another friend of mine. And Siraj Thomas, some of you might know who that is. He he actually was in my revival group at BSSM a few years ago, but they're in Pakistan right now, and crazy things are happening. Pakistan, by the way, anything I tell you about it, I've already they've given me their permission, so I'm I'm not doing something that that they don't know about. Um, He he sent me this list of things I'm going to read to you that happened just this weekend, and it's it's wild. Before I do it. I've got to say this. I'm not reading this just for good stories. I'm reading this because I want you to set your expectation that the kingdom is in your midst and what he's doing with them there, he wants to do right here. All right. He wants to do it here. Thank you, God. We we do what we call honoring the point and I'm not going to take the time to explain what that means, but it's when God's moving somewhere and you recognize it and it might not be what he's doing with you. You you stop and you observe what he's doing and you honor him on that so that through that you can engage into what's happening and receive it. And man, am I feeling his presence right now. I'm excited about this. As a matter of fact, I want you to do a body check right now. I want you to check your body. And, and just take note, are you feeling any pain in your body? Take note, are you feeling any sickness in your body? Are you experiencing any, anything that's not your perfect health? Just take note of what it is, and by the time I'm done reading this, we're going to check it again, and I want you to let me know if you're experiencing any improvements, okay? Because the power of healing is going to flow through this testimony for anybody who will believe for it. All right, online line two, here we go. Tony, I, I, I messaged Tony last night to ask him how things are going. And this is a little bit long, but it's going to be worth every moment. He says, it's going so well, too much to text, but we'll send you testimonies from our meeting yesterday. It's day four. Gold dust appeared on my left hand as we're talking. Now, whew. By the way, I think we're about to start seeing some gold dust outbreaks. I really do, we've, we've had it in seasons. Now, the, I don't understand what he's saying on this, I need to ask him more about it, but he said, now, now golden print appears on my Bible cover. Don't know what that means, but that sounds pretty wild. That's two days in a row gold dust has appeared. Big meeting tonight, this was I guess last night. There was 3,000 plus there. I got to speak and share my testimony and about identity in the gospel. <laughs> 800, who Jesus, let this stuff come through. 800 to 1,000 people were born again. Let's stop and celebrate the Lord. That's amazing. 800 to 1,000 people born again in Pakistan. It's a, it's a Muslim nation where Christians are persecuted, often tortured to death. As a matter of fact, right now is evening time there and he's meeting with a group of pastors who are part of the persecuted church and he feels so humbled to even go because he said he should be listening to them. But these guys know that, that their, their life with Jesus could be a death sentence, all right? 800 to 1,000 born again. Thank you, Jesus. 300 to 400 people to get free from schizophrenia and suicidal thoughts. Uh, let me let me pause again and say that if anything that I say applies to you in any measure, I want you to receive the power of Christ through these words. Whoa. Oh, God. He's, his power is here, guys. Don't listen to words and just hear a story. I want you to receive anything that that stands out to you guys, all right? Yeah, so 300 to 400 people stood to get free from schizophrenia and suicidal thoughts. About 75% of the place stood to get delivered from addictions. Jesus, that is a, this is a revival meeting. About 80% of the people stood for physical healing. That's crazy and at least a at least a few hundred <laughs> waved their hands that they were completely healed. Come on. Come on, this was last night. Thank you Jesus. Let's give him praise. That's amazing. Completely healed. Yes, do it again, Lord. A young woman about 25 years old got brought on the stage getting ready to speak because she was manifesting a demon. That would be a nice distraction. She had been possessed for three years, and the demons would cause her to pass out random places for hours at a time. Demons spoke perfect English to me, but the, the girl only spoke Urdu, which is a local dialect. So so she didn't know English. Okay? But the demon did. The demon said, I'm coming to America, which I replied, No, you're not. Ha 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 ha. That's awesome. The demon was saying, I hate you, Jesus. I hate you, Jesus. I immediately got a word of knowledge that she, was, that she needed to forgive her dad. And after releasing peace upon her, she was able to do that. Then she fell out in the spirit and got up free. Thank you, Lord. That's amazing. She gave testimony after the service about how long she'd been possessed and that she was finally free. She gave her life to Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. That's you, Lord. (laughs) That's you, Lord, right here in this room. That's you over there in Pakistan. Thank you, Lord. That's powerful. The the releasing forgiveness brought peace and deliverance from, from a demon that she was tormented by. That says something, guys. All right, where am I here? Okay, moving on to more testimonies. A left broken leg was healed. (laughs) Come on, I healed a broken leg. Partial deafness healed in multiple people. Partial blindness healed in multiple people. A lot of people with kidney pain healed. Body pains leaving. Headaches, backs, shoulders. Breast cancer, tumor dissolved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Ha ha. I release the dissolving of tumors, cancers, in the name of Jesus. Around seven people healed of stomach pains, pain in the neck gone, and that's not talking about me in his life, migraine gone, kidney pain healed, Lady's vision restored from partial blindness. Four-year-old girl doctor told she has no hope of living because of heart and lung failure. When I first prayed, or started praying, I could feel, because I, I had my hand on her back, the raspiness of something that was moving, not sure what it, I'm not sure which, but after a few times praying, it left, and she could breathe better, and she said she felt better. Come on, that's awesome. <clears throat> Got to pray with a woman who was a lesbian and admitted she was being tormented by demons day and night. I got to look at her in the eyes and share the Father's heart with her and got words of knowledge about abuse and why she felt she couldn't trust men and shared how God the Father wanted to heal her heart and got to pray and give her a Father's blessing. Come on. That's amazing. After she said... She felt free. I said, free from, and she told us, free from demons. That's crazy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's you, Lord. I <laughs> want you to tell them that. That's you, Lord. Let's make it personal here. It's you, Lord. Not sure how many people healed of pain, and one guy who could barely talk, and his tongue was swollen bad. We prayed, and he started talking better. Then they took him away because he said he had to throw up. I didn't see him after, there, after that. Maybe he just didn't have a complete testimony on that part. There are so many needs, and we prayed individually for a few hundred at least, if not more. Honestly, didn't have time to check with all of them, and some were conditions that could not be checked. So that's, they're going to keep getting testimonies from all that. Isn't that crazy, guys? That was this weekend. That wasn't, that wasn't 2000 years ago. Come on. That's amazing. Yeah. Why don't we give God a shout of praise for that? Thank you, God. You are awesome. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So much, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yeah. And and so I, I wanted to share that for one reason, because it's just an amazing story. For another, they're good friends of mine, and we just want to celebrate with them. Uh, For another, I think we should take a moment and actually pray for them, because they're still there ministering. Let's actually do that before I go to what the next reason was. Lord, um, we lift up—their ministry is called the 420. So we lift up the 420 team over there in Pakistan. God, we ask you to continue just to shield them, cover them, and protect them from persecution. Lord, and we ask you, God, to continue doing what you've been doing, and we ask you to increase it. We pray, Lord, for more miracles, more salvations, more deliverances, more glory manifested. In the name of Jesus, God, continue to increase revival in Pakistan. Thank you, God. And Lord, we say that we want that here, too, (laughs) in Jesus' name. We hunger for these things, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so the next, the next reason why I did it is what I already said. I, I, I believe that there's going to be power released through this testimony. And so I want you just to te- check your body again. If you felt like there's anything going on in there, you knew of anything that's testable, just check it real quick and see if, see if you are seeing any signs of improvement. All right. Now, if you can tell that there's any noticeable signs of improvement, I want you to raise your hand. Let us see. All right. That means not yet. All right. I'm going to pray for you, though. If, if, you, if, if the Lord stirred your heart from that story, from the testimonies, that, that there's a power that you need to hit you your body for healing or any kind of a deliverance or whatever. We're not going to make a, a spectacle of that. But um, I want you to stand if you, if you want that, that. Cause I just don't want to move on from this until, until we've done this. Come on. All right. Now I do also want to ask those of you who are not standing. Okay. It's getting to be more now. If there's any left, (laughs) if you're not standing, um, it's becoming less now. I got to change what my plan was. All right. All right, those of you who are not standing, if you still need to stand, do it. Like, don't miss it. I want you to just point your hand towards someone. If you're close to them and you know that they're cool with you putting your hand on them, um, then that's cool in an appropriate place. But, but some people might not prefer that right now. That's totally good, too. But let's just, let's just point to them right now, and we just want to say, Lord, you're the healer, and you're here. And we don't want to waste good testimonies <laughs> by not receiving from them. So we receive now healing and miracles. Yeah, just, just take a moment and receive. If you're standing for, for healing, just receive the touch of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and those of us who are praying, we just want to just start just releasing the power of God towards them right now in Jesus name, just releasing the power of God to their bodies in the name of Jesus. And and I rebuke, I rebuke right now, every sickness, every pain, every disease that's represented here right now, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus, And we say, bow to Jesus, sickness and pain, disease, right now. Bow to Jesus Christ and let go of the body. I command the bodies, be healed right now. Be healed. Pain, leave right now in the name of Jesus. Pain, leave right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we just release that healing presence into your bodies in Jesus' name. Just receive it. Just let him touch you right now. Don't even focus on the, on the problem. Just look into his face right now. Healing. Healing. He's the healer. The anointing flows right now. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm going to share a message for, for a bit here, and uh, that's just a good way to start that. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, we we thank you that you are the healer, and we believe that you're going to continue to just increase healing manifestations and miracles, God. And we're gonna we're gonna keep going after it, Lord. We trust you. We believe you. <laughs> you paid the price. Come on, awesome. All right, guys. Well, you can you can turn your Bibles over to John twenty. Um, as I was saying about the that we're doing, the posturing for the presence. Today, my message is called Meditate on the Indwelling God. I'm going to say it again. Meditate on the Indwelling God. And I just want to tell you that if, I said this earlier, if you have been born again, God lives inside of you. And I don't think that we really get it. I don't, I don't know that we actually get it. The, the creator of this universe and the one who died on the cross and resurrected on the third day and the one who fell in the upper room and brought the hurricanes of glory into the room with fire, they live inside of you. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right? And, uh, and I want to I read... Out of John 20, starting with verse 19, this was after Jesus had resurrected from the dead and only a couple of people had seen him. Um, I'm not even sure if his disciples even understood that he was resurrected quite yet, but but I'm going to start in verse 19. Then the same day at at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, which in, in the New King James, it doesn't say locked, but it actually means the doors were locked, closed, all right? They were, it was locked, closed, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews because they were, they were afraid that they might get crucified too with, with Jesus, all right? Or at least persecuted. Jesus came. Come on. They thought he was dead, and, all, and they're hiding out, locked in a place, afraid for their lives, and all of a sudden, Jesus appears to them in the flesh, pretty wild. As a matter of fact, so much in the flesh, he was able to show Thomas a little bit later the holes in his hands, okay? And the, and the gash in his side. So this is Jesus in the midst, resurrected from the dead, hallelujah. hallelujah. Hallelujah that Jesus is resurrected. And he lives inside of you, that's crazy. All right, let's keep going here. And and Jesus came and he stood in their midst and he said to them, peace be with you. Imagine that Jesus' first words to them after he resurrected in their fear. Peace, peace be with you. Irene, shalom. The atmosphere of heaven that brings the kingdom into your midst and manifests in any place that troubles you. Peace be with you. Wow. His first words to them, peace be with you. That says something. That's important to him. Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. I would be too. So Jesus said to them again, you know when Jesus says something twice, pay double attention. Amen? Peace to you. Irene to you. Shalom. The the encapsulation of all the promises and manifestations of the kingdom of heaven that come to manifest itself into the places that disturb you. Peace to you. Wow. Just having a drunk moment. You know, you, you can actually like get drunk off of the, the spirit of the truth of these things. I, don't, I just don't want to hear words. I want to encounter the words. Amen? And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Peace to you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. They had walked with the Holy Spirit and did miracles, but this was the first moment that they were able to receive the Holy Spirit. He said, if you forget, wait a minute. I just realized I missed something. (laughs) I missed an important part there. I was getting so excited about receiving the Spirit. (laughs) He, he He says, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, this is so important, I also send you, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you, receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand that his disciples, his apostles, could not actually have been saved before this moment because Jesus had to die and then resurrect before salvation and the new birth experience could come to them. But when he said, peace to you, as my father sent me, so I send you, receive the spirit. They were born again in that moment. That was the moment the spirit of God came into them. Jesus said, you must be born again of the spirit. Come on. They were born again, because they had to have the resurrected Christ first. Amen? Amen. How were they born again, the Spirit of God came into them. And what was dead before became alive in the Spirit of God. And it's the same as when God created Adam out of clay, and he formed the most perfect statue that looked just like himself in tangible form. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became alive as a son of God. As a son of God, breathe. Receive the spirit. Receive the breath of life. Come alive where you were dead before. New birth, born again. Come on. Jesus gave The spirit of his resurrection, power, and life, the abundant life. He put it inside of them. He breathed it from his his own spirit into them and ignited their spirits into newness of life that they never understood before. Come on. The spirit now was going to live in them, not just come and anoint them to do a work here and there. Live inside of them. Temples of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. It's amazing. And when the Spirit comes, he comes with the peace of heaven. Irene. Whoa, I feel him right now. He likes this. He likes being talked about when we talk rightly about him. (laughs) The Ruach. The wind of God, the breath of God, a blow into your spirit and awaken a dead soul into life. Born again. He said, As my father sent me, so I send you. How did his father send him? Well, he's a father. He sent a son. I want to send you not as a not as a servant of a great commission. I want to send you as a son. Breathe the spirit of my father into you. You got the DNA of your father. Fills your soul. fills your spirit, fills your body. Temples, temples of the Holy Spirit receive. Listen, guys. Meditate on the indwelling God. Because if you've been born again, he breathed the spirit into you. You who are once dead are now alive in Christ. He put a spirit in you and made you alive. You are born again, a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. You became a son or a daughter of the most high God. The spirit of the living God lives inside that walking meat sack of yours. If you didn't like the way that felt, the temple of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The the shalom and the shekinah and the glorious, powerful Spirit of God lives inside of you. Thank you, Lord. Meditate on the indwelling God. I find sometimes when I'm trying to push into his presence, and it's all just kind of, it's just a struggle. I, the Lord reminds me, I'm in ya. And, and I, I start meditating on the one who's in me. Start tapping in to that thing that's already there. And, and maybe it doesn't come so strong initially, but, but if I can just recognize any little faint hint that he's there, I just, I hone in and I meditate. And he becomes magnified. And the more you focus on the truth and the, and the presence of the kingdom of God, the more it expands and grows and increases. And so an encounter with even the faint, if you just pay it the right attention, you will enter into the more of that thing. Because the Lord's not giving us a little tiny trickle or a, just a little morsel. You might taste just that, but that's because it's just reminding you, you might not be fully immersed just, take it and go. just drill deeper into it. Drill deeper, because it's going to take you into a place that's deeper and deeper and bigger and bigger. Amen? In John 4, Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And and there's a whole story that I'm not going to go into that's got a lot of profoundness in it, but I want to stay focused on the, the specific detail here. By the way, if you've not been born again in Jesus Christ, the Bible says today is your day of salvation. And the Lord wants to give you the the salvation of the Lord because this can be your reality. John 4, 10-14, Jesus answered and he said to the Samaritan woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Everybody say living water, living water, living water, water. water. That's the spirit of God. The woman said, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him. Everybody say, in him. A fountain of water. Everybody say, a fountain of water. Springing up. Say, springing up. Into everlasting life. Come on. The living water will be in you. And, and other translations say it's a well of living water. It's the, it's the source of water. It's in you. If you've been born again, it's in you. Whether you're feeling it or not, doesn't change it. It's in you. All right? It's in you. Not the Irish music singer, in you. But it's in you. All right? The spirit of God, the the river, the the living water is inside of you. I want you to say this living water flows in my spirit. (laughs) Why don't you dip in it and take a drink right now. Dip in it, take a drink right now. Meditate on the indwelling God. He lives inside of you. He's a river of living water and he's flowing. I want you to consider this. God lives in you. That's pretty crazy. It's actually rather mind blowing. But God lives in you. When I was a young lad Still am, don't look at the color of my hair. I know how old I am, I'm still young, right? 45 here in a week or so. I, but I, in the mid-90s, mid I was going to Bible College, World Harvest Bible College, Columbus, Ohio. And man, that was a pivotal year for me. And that was, that was the year that the Lord was really um, getting me more grounded in His Word more grounded, more more learning how to test the waters of of digging deep into his presence when nobody's watching. In the in the secret place, when I was able to find time when my roommate wasn't there in the dorm and I could lock myself in there and spend hours praying, just seeking his face. So awesome. And I and I have a friend who his name's David and and in that time he really was mentoring me a lot in the spirit of God. And he, he had been really getting some amazing breakthroughs just in, in carrying the presence of the Lord and, and growing in the anointing and, and entering into seeing that miracles actually really flow for, for he who believes. Okay. And so he was teaching me like some of the practices, some of the disciplines, of, of stewarding my relationship with the Lord and, and really going after that stuff and believing, not just wanting things, but believing, having the audacity to believe that God would actually do the things that we hunger and thirst for in the Bible. Okay? And, and he, was, he walked in such, I say walked, past tense. I'm assuming he still still does, all right? I haven't seen him for a while. Walks in a really powerful anointing in the spirit and so he was teaching me like how to how to cultivate that anointing and and how to how to really um detect it within myself and stuff and man he walked in such a crazy anointing lots of miracles and stuff but there were times do you guys remember back in the 90s it was kind of a cool thing um to have lamps that were made out of metal and they're touch lamps you touch anywhere on the metal and it turns it on or off you remember that he he had times when, when he felt the the power of God power of God flowing on him so strong in this presence that he would he reached out to touch that lamp and when he was about this close to it, it turned on because of what was radiating off of him. It touched the lamp out of his body. The, the anointing was flowing out of him. And then he'd touch it again and it would turn it off. He's kind of playing with it on and off from about that far out. Isn't that crazy? It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And the Lord wants us to be great disciples of the real thing. He wants us to be students of the Spirit, to believe that we can actually walk in the power of God and not just be good Christians. Okay? Like like he wants us to actually to know the presence and the power of the Spirit of the Lord in our lives. But it takes takes the the disciplines of our own life, of of choosing the lifestyle to to pursue God and to put the time into it and to put your focus into it and and to make the right kinds of sacrifices. One thing that Lisa said last week that I loved was talking about the great things that God has for us up ahead and, and knowing that there are some things that we just can't take to that place. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's sin per se, like you read the Bible and it's black and white, but some things it's kind of like uh, you just learn as you know the Lord more that certain things make him feel uncomfortable or dishonored. And, and there's just the disciplines of, of being aware of his heart and some things that's not even black and white called sin, but, but attitudes or beliefs or whatever actually can grieve the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And, and we can, you know, be by the book, everything's fine and dandy, but, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit not even feel comfortable in our presence because we don't carry ourselves with the right heart and hunger that, he, that he's looking for. You guys hearing me? This is real stuff. And anyway, I kind of got on a tangent on that, but, uh, but David was teaching me these things. And I remember that summer, um, I, I'd, I'd really been like pressing into the Lord and just um, really like going into the, into the prayer room, locking myself in there. I'd keep the light off so that I wouldn't be distracted by things. And, and uh, I'd always take a big glass of water in there because I knew I was about to get a dry mouth with lots of tongue talking. But... But there are times when, uh, when he was just teaching me, while you're praying, like, actually believe that you're going to touch me. Like, actually believe it. Not that you're going to get there one day if you pay the price long enough, but right now, I can actually touch God. God. God, guys. The big guy wants to touch you. And it's our faith or lack thereof that determines whether or not we're going to have that. Okay. And the Lord is trying to bring us to a place where we are expectant of it and that we desire it so much that we'll do, so much that we'll do whatever it takes to cultivate that into our lives. You guys hear me? And I, I, that summer I, I was, went back to mom and dad's house and uh, my sister had moved out, and unfortunately, my dad kicked me out of my old bedroom. I had to go to my sister's room. It was a little bummer, but hey, you know what? I, I was like, I don't care if I'm in my little sister's room. I'm going to seek Jesus in here. And I tried to keep doing the same thing. I would lock the door, close the blinds, and I, would, and I just expect that I'm going to encounter God right now. And encounter him I did. And the more that I detected it, even... And I started learning that that I might not notice the fullness of Him. That was when He started teaching me. If you can just notice just a little tiny tinge of of presence, that's enough to get you started. Because you can drill into it. And it's, it's like you can just keep focusing in. Meditate on the indwelling God. Know that He's there. And if you can just... If you just feel one little tiny goosebump on your finger, like, whoa, God just touched me. God is touching me, right? Whoa, God, I love that little goosebump. And the more you focus, the more you meditate on what he's doing, the more he increases because he's like, oh, he likes this. He wants more because he wants us to like it and to want more. He's waiting for us to like it, And want more because when we like it and we want more and we believe that we can have it, it comes and he increases and it grows. And 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 we can miss the most radical encounters with God if we missed the little tinkle, the little tiny, barely noticeable touch. But guess what? There's a there's a there's living water flowing inside of you. It's in you. Already. It's already there. (laughs) It's always there. It's flowing. You might not know it because you might be distracted or you might be burdened, but it's flowing. And if you can just pay attention to that, even if it's simply by faith, it's there. Like, like, look at it in your, in your faith, in your mind, in your spirit, just look at, wow, the spirit lives in me. If you can just pay that attention, if you can just acknowledge that he lives there, then guess what? He's going to draw you in because he wants it more than you do. He'll draw you in. And even if you only feel a tiny increase, that's amazing because you're going somewhere. Drill into that thing, all right? Drill into it and know that it's there. And I remember this time I felt his glory so strong because I was doing that for a while. And I just noticed that the more I paid attention, the more it's increasing. And it got to this place where I was like covered in the drippy, tingly, liquid, electric love of God. That glorious presence that we all love. You guys know what I'm talking about? About? He, I, I, was, I was just jacked up in it, and, I, and it was at nighttime, and I was in that room. It was dark in there, and the room started glowing. I could see his glory. It, I, it, was, like I was, I, it was like I was in the room, but I was not. I was in a throne room or, or something. I don't know, but the, I, it was like it was glowing in there. And I was like, God, I want this, and I want, no, I want more I want to I know how to enter your presence, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I had no idea, because I, I wasn't that grounded in the Word yet, but I had no idea that almost verbatim he was telling me, 1 John 2.27, he said, Jesse, what you're feeling is actually anointing, and the anointing will teach you all things, and it's going te- if you will pay attention and be a student, a student of the Spirit, to be a student of the anointing. He'll teach you how to enter in to my presence. Who wants more, guys? Who wants more? Because the Lord wants to take you on a journey. I know that many of you are already on one, but he wants to take you deeper. He wants to do the more with you and with me. And in and, and those times, like, as he's doing this thing in me, I, I found myself, like, going into these meditations. And I don't mean, like, New Age meditation, not Eastern religion. Medi- that kind of meditation tries to, make you, it tries to make you go, like, to blankness. But meditating on the Lord, it's like you're honing in on, a, like, a single aspect of God and, and letting him reveal himself to you in that and just kind of staying there not letting anything distract you from it. And I was, I was honing in on this indwelling God. Whew. Thank you, Lord. And I started noticing like, uh, where, where before I'd want loud music and lots of loud worship and stuff, I, I started like, actually learning how to appreciate silence and, and to where what I'm actually hearing is the spirit of the Lord and and I also started noticing and and I also started noticing Stillness is really really sweet I also started noticing that I would be sitting there often with my hands like this And this was before anybody taught us to go into receive mode I didn't know that that was receive mode I just was doing what felt right and I'd be sitting there on my chair during worship with my hands on my knees like this and just just going into the glory from the from within to that deep place. And I thought people probably think I'm doing new age meditation. I wasn't going like this, or whatever. I wouldn't do, but I, but I was, palms up. But I was like, I don't care what anybody else thinks, because I, I could feel them thinking things. I don't care, I need, I need to go deeper in this. And I know that God is enriching my spirit, and I could tell the anointing was growing in my life because of this, okay? And, and I started feeling pulsatings, the, 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 the manifestation of the anointing in that season of my life, it was like I could feel it going in my hands, just pulsating. And sometimes I would hold somebody else's hand and they'd feel the, the power like throbbing out of my hand. They could feel it. So it wasn't just me, it was crazy. And I remember, I remember this one time in that same season, as before I ever met Jessica, I, I went to visit some friends in Nashville, Tennessee. And there was this girl that was my friend. She wasn't my girlfriend, but I went to church with her on that Sunday morning. And, and during worship, I had to say that, so kind of Jessica's going to listen to this later. She wasn't my girlfriend, honey. But there was a point in time when they, when they had everybody hold hands with each other, and I was, I was just so, like, just feeling His presence going to that place. And after church, um, that, that girl looked at me and she said, Man, you drip the Holy Spirit. Like, He just drips off of you. Because she was feeling it just flowing into her. It's awesome. I'm not bragging on myself, guys, I promise. It could sound that way maybe, but the point is when you you meditate on the indwelling God and you become a a disciplined meditator and you you just really hone in on that thing and then you learn how to follow the lead of that, you're going to grow and his manifest presence is going to increase on your life. Amen? <laughs> in in First John two, I'm gonna read two verses in there. First John two twenty says, "But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things." Nah, you, you don't know all things, all right? I, I'm just gonna be real with you. You don't, <laughs> all right? You don't. I don't either. But but this says, "But you have an anointing of the Holy One." And you know all things. You actually have access, though, to the knowledge of all the truth. And, and the Holy Spirit can take you into that knowledge. All right, verse 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Come on. Stop there. The anointing you have received from him. He's not saying you might have received it. You might not have. No, he's in you. Okay? The Holy Spirit and his power are the anointing, all right? He lives in you if you're born again. The anointing which you have received from him abides in you, it abides in you. It doesn't come and visit you when you're feeling things. It lives in you. It's that ongoing flow of water in there, okay? You will also abide, sorry, wrong verse. And you do not need anyone to teach you. Yes, you do need teachers, guys. So don't, some people will take these things like, oh, I don't need anybody to teach me anymore. It's not what he means, all right? Just right? Let's just settle that. He, yeah, he does say it, but he doesn't mean don't ever sit yourselves under teachers. Otherwise, you guys won't come back next Sunday. <laughs> all right, but, but what he's saying, he says, but the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. By the way, I'm not, if you just thought, I just defied the word. No, there's a lot we could talk about. I didn't defy the word. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true, is not a life. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. That's crazy. It's saying that this anointing that's in you, and it is, it's that that flowing water inside. You got a well in you, okay? And, and if you pay attention to it, that's where we miss it. We're not paying attention. But when you're paying attention to it, it's going to teach you everything you need to know. It's the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I will send you the Spirit, and he will guide you and lead you into all truth. All right? So he'll guide you and lead you. It abides in you. And, and, and it says that it'll teach you, and you will abide in him. Come on. That's what the Holy Spirit told me in that room. The anointing is going to teach you all things, and He's going to teach you how to come into my presence, abide in Him. Come on. That's awesome. And that's what the Lord wants you to know. He's in you, there's there's living water flowing in you, and you can drill down into it. You can drill down into it. Thank you, Jesus. When, when Jim Nelson was general contracting this building and all those obstacles that we kept telling you guys about and asking you guys to get on your knees, we got to get through another one. And one of them was that we found out that uh, there's this thing called backflow that needs to be installed into the building. And basically what that is, is there's a, there's a water line that runs in from the city water and it comes into the building and where, and there's a place where it stops in the building, and if you don't have a backflow, then what can happen is, is the water that runs in this building can actually get pushed back into the city water, and so, like, they don't want that because they don't know if it's going to be clean or not, right? So backflow actually stops the water from pushing back into the city water. Does that sound right, Bob? Am I saying it right? Okay, because he, he used to work with the water s- systems. So... And he may, he may correct me later if I'm going to say something wrong here in a minute. So we didn't, this building didn't have the water backflow installed into it, and the city was requiring that in order for us to advance with all the permits and everything. Well, he started looking around the building, couldn't find where that spot is that it needs to go. And, and they looked everywhere. As a matter of fact, they had to hire people to come here look at it. They couldn't find it anywhere. They spent days looking all over this property and this building, trying to figure out where that thing is. Man, and that set us back. That's part of our date of when we came in here, okay? It was one of those reasons. And so Jim went, there's this this business called the Bloodhound, I think is what it's called, the Bloodhound. And so he had to rent this machine. This is so cool where the water meter is out there that connects to the city water, he had to connect a device on there that, that sends an electrical, uh, electricity into it. And so that it's gonna send electricity through, all the, through the copper pipe all the way through. And then he's got this other thing that would probably be somewhat similar to like a, like a metal detector. And, and we basically had to metal detect his way to find where that pipe is. And so he knew where it was at the headwaters of the city, right? And, and so he had to trace it, and so he calls it, that's why it's called, they call it the bloodhound, because it's like it's sniffing the line, okay? So it's sniffing the line, and, it, and it's, ch- it's tracing the electricity on the copper pipe. And so you, you like go like this. Have you, has anybody ever used a stud finder in the wall, and it's like, do, 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 do. Here's a stud, no, sorry. <laughs> It kind of works like that, okay? (laughs) Josh is shaking his head at me. So are a few of you. Hey, come on. (laughs) So, (laughs) so anyway, he's like metal detecting, he's sniffing the line, okay? And and it traced, this is so crazy, it should not have been this hard, but this building is crafted uniquely by God. No, I don't know if this is by God. It traced all the way from out by the road, all the way, I think it went out there in the parking lot, all the way to where the, another entrance is by the near the warehouse and came through and then it comes back this way. And, and he had to trace that whole thing. So however long that took, I have no idea. But finally he found the end of it right there in, a, in one of the women's stalls <laughs> of all places. It probably should have been somewhere that was an exposed pipe with connectors on it or something, but it was inside the wall, so that he had to actually, like, cut the wall open and then, and then like, get into the pipes and build this whole thing around it. And then there's, then after he's done, so he got the backflow on there, and then they build a nice casing around it so the women have a nice little, like a, I don't know, like a little table next to the toilet, you know, just to, just to keep it etiquette, you know, keep it nice, whatever. But, but that's what that actually is. Don't mess with that thing, y'all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Don't mess with it. <laughs> but it's just so crazy. He explained all this to me on the phone the other day, how that thing worked. But it traces the line, all right? And they had to follow the water line all the way from the headwaters to where the end need to go. And as he was telling me this, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just showing me, like, we have this well inside of us. And, and if you can meditate on the indwelling God and, and just believe that he's in there and know that he's with you all the time and that's rivers of living water that wells up to everlasting life, it actually brings abundant life to every place where we need it. And if, even if you only experience just a little goosebump, or the little tiny trickle, whatever it might be, that it feels just even a little. If you can hone in on that thing, you can sniff it, <laughs> you can bloodhound it. Trace the line because it's gonna go deeper. And, and, it, and, and when you trace the line of what flows within you, it's gonna to go to the headwaters of Revelation 22 where it says that the throne of God in heaven, out from it pours forth rivers of living water. So what is in you is actually a constant invitation to the encounters with the throne of God and the fullness of his glory in the spirit of the Lord. And it's in you. It's in you. Amen. Amen. I want to, I just want to end with this right now. I want to invite us into the more of what's already in you. And and if you're thirsty, if you thirst for more of this, please stand if you're able to and it's okay if you're not able to, you can receive sitting too. But but I want to I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to train us how to bloodhound that thing, all right? How to how to tap the line. How to how to how to detect even mild inklings of He might be with me. Like you hone in on that thing. Meditate on the indwelling God. He's going to take you deeper. And and it'll increase your encounter with him. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're in us, Lord. You're in us. You're in each one who's been born again. Receive the Spirit. Peace to you as i as my father sent me i send you as sons as daughters as those born again of the spirit the spirit lives in you